You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Crossover Thursday for a Thursday night football battle between the reeling Tennessee Titans, the Dallas Cowboys off a big win. I am Tyler Rowland of Locked on Titans here with Marcus Mosher of Locked on Cowboys. We're going to break down this matchup before we get into it. Do want to let you know that today's crossover Thursday is presented by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. No competing with other players. It's just you versus the projections available. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks. We know that you will too. First time users can receive a 100% Instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Also, want to thank you guys for making Locked On Titans and Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. Free content on your team on every platform all year round. But Marcus, diving right in. I set things up for you. I'll let you take it from here. What is the biggest storyline for the Cowboys? heading into this Thursday night matchup against the Titans on the road. Can they take care of business, right? Like this is a game that a lot of people expect the Cowboys to win. Uh, You're going up against a rookie quarterback with, you know, an offensive line that's pretty beat up. Are you going to have a letdown after beating Philadelphia on Christmas Eve? Or are you going to go in and take care of business uh, against a team that's reeling a little bit? This happened a couple weeks ago. Dallas coming off some big wins. Lost to Jacksonville in Jacksonville. They struggled against the Colts. They uh, barely, I mean, nearly lost to Houston uh, right. just a few weeks ago. Can't can't let up this this Titans team. I know they're they're banged up, but I just want to give Mike Vrabel his flowers, man. What what a coach! Like I I don't think people appreciate how good of a coach Mike Vrabel is, man. Even he won Coach of the Year last year, and I still right, feel like right. he's underrated. Uh, that guy can get the most out of his talent. It doesn't matter who's going to be on the field. They are going to be in for a physical, physical game on Thursday. And it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are only really two Cowboys who health-wise are kind of up in the air. I, I think that Tony Pollard's probably going to play, but he has been a DMP the first two days of practice and uh, Leighton Vander Esch as well. What, what's, I guess, your status on those guys, knowing that we still have a couple days till the game yeah. is played. Yeah, no Leighton Van Rush this week. The Cowboys are going to be very careful there. I, I wouldn't expect to see him before the playoffs. The Tony Pollard one's interesting because he didn't practice on Monday or Tuesday. Jerry Jones basically comes out and said he's going to play. Mike McCarthy being a right. little bit more coy about it. Well, we'll have to see how practice goes, blah, 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 blah. I, I expect him to at least go. Maybe the snaps are limited. But, yeah, for Dallas, it's just – Go take care of business against a team that really doesn't have a lot to play for this week. Right, Tyler? Yeah, that, and and that's a perfect segue into what the storyline is for the Titans. And that's why I wanted to ask about Tony Pollard because the reality is the Titans may not try to win this game. There's some conversation right now that Derrick Henry may not play in this game as a healthy scratch, really. They put him on the injury list with a, with a hip injury. But, I mean, we all know that the Titans are just considering – sitting some of these guys, because as you mentioned, this is a meaningless game when it comes to playoffs. 
for the Titans. All they have to do is beat Jacksonville and they can get in. So there's some line of thinking that you sit Derrick Henry. The Titans are the most injured team in the NFL for a second year in a row. They've used the most players on their roster. Uh, there's a, I forget the, the actual account on Twitter that puts it out. It says like man games that have been lost. Yep. The Titans are, are almost lapping the field, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But there are some starters like cornerback Christian Fulton, safety Amani Hooker, uh, a guy Autry. like Danico Autry who came back last week. But you could maybe sit Danico Autry. That'd be the prime example of a guy who maybe you give a rest to. Um, so there's some talk about that. But Derrick Henry was uh, a participant in practice. Christian Fulton, Danico Autry, these guys did participate in practice on Wednesday. So right now it's, will the Titans try to win the game or not? I think you'll know by Derrick Henry's designation. But what's more important to me is the Titans need to go out and try to win this game, whether they can or not. Because it's just my opinion that you don't go from a six-game losing streak into beating a Jacksonville team that's been playing with their hair on fire for two months now. You you're spiting the football gods by laying down and dying to Dallas to try to kick the can forward. I think that if the Titans want to win against Jacksonville, they need to put their best foot forward and act like they want to win against Dallas. So maybe they can shake off the funk that's been on them and look more like a winning team. Cause you're not just going to lay down and die and play no starters against Dallas and then go in and beat Jacksonville with the way that they've been playing football the last few months. So that, that's it's something good, to watch for. It's a good measuring stick for, for Tennessee yes. as well. Like if they go out and try and it's just not close, right? Like it's a mm-hmm. 21 point game or whatever. I think it's going to tell you a, a good idea what's going to happen next week against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But if they keep this game really competitive or they win outright, I think that gives you a lot of confidence. Hey, that we can, even though we lost the first matchup against the Jaguars, we're, mm-hmm. we're a different team now. Um, I mean, the, I, I'm surprised you didn't mention Malik Wills because I feel like that's got to be the biggest storyline for Tennessee, right? Well, right. Honestly, the, the feeling is is that if you have Derrick Henry out there, we saw Derrick Henry bust off the 48-yard touchdown run last week against Houston, which is the only thing that kept the Titans really close in the game. If you have Derrick Henry, you feel like even with Malik Willis, maybe there's a chance the defense gets turnovers. Derrick Henry busts some big runs and you win. But if you don't have Derrick Henry and they're not trying to win and they're not playing these defensive starters that right. could be available, that then Malik or no Malik, they're, they're not going to be able to bring it home. But surprisingly, there are some things that, that are kind of in the Titans' favor with it being a, a home game Thursday night, the Cowboys being one of those opponents who – maybe can play down to their competition at times. Um, A team that the the Cowboys don't see very often, so there isn't that familiarity there like there is with some other matchups. Maybe the Titans can kind of catch them off guard here and there. So, And coming off an emotional big-time win against the Eagles, sometimes teams have a tendency to maybe take a step back emotionally and kind of chill out a little bit. So all these little things could go in the Titans' way, but if they don't have Derrick Henry in the game and the Titans sit him, as basically a healthy scratch, that sort of message isn't going to lend itself to the Titans pulling off this one. So really watching what they do with Derrick Henry, and that's the biggest storyline is whether the Titans even try to win this game. But we're going to move forward, dive in a little bit more to this game with some of the individual matchups, some of the battles that we'll see taking place. Before we get into that, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find an episode from The League, 
available as a bonus episode on the Locked On NFL podcast feed. The league is narrated by Super Bowl champion and legendary smack talker Richard Sherman and sports broadcaster and rising star Taylor Rooks. They're going to have an eight-part docu-series about the most bizarre, inspirational, unlikely stories connected to America's favorite sport, pro football. So head over to the Locked On NFL podcast feed for a bonus episode of The League or catch the full series wherever you get your podcasts. Available now. Audible. Get in the game. All right, football fans, we're going to continue this crossover Thursday episode. Tyler Rowland locked on Titans. Marcus Mosher locked on Cowboys. Make sure you subscribe to whatever show you listen to and stay locked in. We're going to have reactions tomorrow for you guys and more content coming in the week for Cowboys fans, for Titans fans, maybe a playoff appearance in the future. So that'll be interesting to see take place. But Either way, we're moving forward here with some individual matchups. And for me, it really all comes down to the Cowboys' offensive line against the Titans' defensive line because the Titans' defensive line has the ability to be the ultimate disruptor. The Titans' defensive line is, if you go back and look at 2021 when the Titans got the first overall seed in the AFC, the offense was still pretty putrid for the most part with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones being in and out. Derrick Henry missing half a season, injuries on the offensive line. What kept the Titans in those games and won them those games, and especially early this season as well, was the defensive line, led Mm -hmm. by Jeffrey Simmons, who's an all-world defensive tackle. Danico Autry on the outside. Now, Bud Dupree's been in and out of the lineup, but the Titans have proven that Bud Dupree in or out, they're better with him, but they can survive without him. With Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons winning up front, That gives the Titans the ability to stay in games, gives them the ability to force those turnovers that I think as a double-digit underdog, the Titans are going to need to force a a ton of turnovers. If the Cowboys' offensive line completely stymies the Titans' defensive line in the run game and in pass rush, the Titans have no chance to create those turnovers and no chance to keep this one close and at least give them a chance to win. So if that Cowboys' offensive line comes out and plays their best football I'm going to have a hard time seeing the Titans defensive line doing what they need to do to keep it close. This is why I'm really hoping that Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry and Bud Dupree, all these guys play because it's a really good test for the Cowboys going into the playoffs. They've played a lot of really good defensive lines, including the Eagles last week, and they handled them really well. But the Tennessee defensive line is different than any type of pass rush they faced all year. They, They faced a lot of these undersized speed rushers. That's not Tennessee. What Tennessee wants to do is bully you up front with power. And they want to turn everything into basically a fist fight with how big and strong they are. I want to see how Zach Martin and Tyler Biotis and Tyron Smith, how those guys stack up to that challenge. So for the Cowboys sake, I want those guys to play because I do think that's the most physical defensive line in the NFL by quite a big margin. Yeah, I, I think you make a great point that it's a different style than you normally see. And I got to tell you, I doubt Bud Dupree plays in this game, which I could have said that 75% of the time that he's been with the Tennessee Titans. I, I got to tell you, I didn't like that contract coming out of Pittsburgh off the ACL, giving him nearly $18 million a year. But uh, That one might have done John Robinson in. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if that's the one that's like, ooh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, my uh, listeners know I've hit on that quite enough. Yeah. Uh, during this time, but 
you still have a guy like Terrell Basham, who Cowboys fans may remember. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Mario Edwards as well, a guy on the outside who's another physical rusher. So the Titans will continue to play a physical style. I would imagine we'll see a lot of four-man fronts this week unless the Cowboys go with two backs in the backfield. The Titans will do a five-man front against that. But um, for me, outside of the Titans D-line against the Cowboys offensive line, it's the flip version of that. We've gotten halfway through the show and haven't mentioned Micah Parsons, who, ding, 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 pat on my back. That was my pick for Defensive Player of the Year, and that looks like that is going to be a a slam dunk selection for Micah Parsons. Rushing is where I'm really concerned with Parsons against Dennis Daly, the left tackle for the Titans. Statistically speaking, on on a sacks per snap basis, he is the worst starting left tackle in the last 10 years in the NFL, and that's just not the numbers. The eye test would confirm this is a a guy who's gotten chips from tight ends and given up sacks three weeks in a row, even while getting chip help, because he just can't get back to get to these edge rushers. Uh, Parsons is going to put him in a blender, and and I think he has the ability to completely destroy the game plan. So if the Titans don't find a way to get some extra help over there, maybe two chips, have the tight end and the running back help Dennis Daly, uh, I, I think it could be a disaster, quite frankly, in the Titans' backfield. Tyler, can you kind of just update Cowboy fans as to the, the health of this offensive line? I think everybody knows Taylor Luan yeah. got injured early in the season, has missed mm-hmm. the entire year. Um, what about the rest of the offensive line? Okay, so Taylor Luan tore his ACL in week one. I believe he was replaced by Dennis Daly, who the Titans traded a fifth-round pick to Carolina for. Um, that probably wasn't a smart trade no. to make for the level of play you're going to get from Dennis Staley when you have a guy like Dylan Radens on the bench who played left tackle in college and was a second-round pick. But instead of playing him, you move him around at guard and do a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, Dylan Radens finally got to play over Dennis Daly against the Chargers. He played 10 snaps, and then a guy knocked into his knee on his own offensive line, and he tore his ACL. And Dennis Daly's back in once again. So Dennis Daly at left tackle. Aaron Brewer is at left guard, who is six foot, 290 pounds, soaking wet. He may be the smallest. I'm not even going to say maybe. He is the smallest starting offensive lineman in the NFL. And when he gets bull rushed by interior defensive linemen, he looks like the smallest starting offensive lineman. He's banged up as well, right? He is banged up, but I expect him to play. Uh, But Brewer has been solid for the most part. He's good in run blocking, very fast guy, but just doesn't have an anchor in pass protection. At center, Ben Jones, the Titans' longtime center, probably the best free agent signing in the John Robinson era. The, you know, Danico Autry and him are battling for mm-hmm. it. Ben Jones is on IR with multiple concussions throughout the year. He's probably going to retire after the season. At right guard, the Titans have a pretty good player in Nate Davis, but he went on IR last week with a knee injury. And then their only solid starting offensive lineman has been rookie tackle out of Ohio State, Nicholas Petit Ferrer. He left the game last week, didn't return, and is a DNP two days in a row with an ankle injury. Replacing him, LaRaven Clark at right tackle. So you're looking at Dennis Daly, Aaron Brewer, Corey Levin, Jordan Ruse, and LaRaven Clark as the offensive line for the Titans. That is, hands down, the worst offensive line that will play this week in the NFL. And protecting a quarterback that likes to hold onto the ball for a long time. Uh, it isn't ready to play quarterback. It is not frankly, Malik Willis is not ready right. to be an NFL quarterback. Everybody knew he needed a red shirt year, but with this no offensive choice. line, they, they, they've had no choice with the Ryan Tannehill injury. Uh, yep. 
this is a game the Cowboys defensive line has to dominate. It, mm-hmm. If they don't and Tennessee is able to hold up for the most part, Titans are going to have a chance to win this game. That front four for the Cowboys has got to wreck basically every single play in order just to, to take over this game. And they should. The, the talent differential, as you mentioned, is just so massive. You, you talked about Michael Parsons, who had, by Cowboy standards, a bad game last week. He didn't have a right. sack, but he had eight pressures. Like, if that's if that's a down game for Michael Parsons, I think we're doing okay. Uh, you have Demarcus Lawrence, who's a Pro Bowl player this year. Sam Williams, uh, their second-round pick, expected to be back. Dorrance Armstrong has like seven or eight sacks already this season. Those guys have – this is the most favorable matchup they're going to have all year. In prime time, they should eat. Yeah, and that's why, for me, it's big for the Titans to use draws. It's big for the Titans to use misdirection power plays. It's important for the Titans to hit screens. Because the Cowboys are going to be licking their chops. They're going to pin their ears back from snap one. And they're going to say, hey, we're getting our numbers today. This is a numbers game for the defensive line. Mike is getting two. Dorrance is getting two. Like, they're talking about in the locker room right now how many numbers they're going to put up. They're going to be ready to rush the passer. The Titans have to take advantage of that aggressiveness and find a way to hit misdirection, hit maybe run a reverse, a couple of trick plays, screen passes, a quick pop screen to the tight end. Quick smoke screen to Traylon Burks, Chigakonkwo on the outside. Take advantage of the aggressiveness that will be prevalent for the Dallas Cowboys. I would imagine if the Titans can do that and maybe hit some big plays, just getting Dallas out of position, then maybe they can flip the field enough to get some points. That's kind of uh, kind of something they're going to have to do with with the talent disparity in the game. But those are some matchups that we're looking at. We're going to move forward into more of a predictive segment of the show talk about how we think the game will play out how it'll finish who will win before we get into all that though do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net betonline is your number one source for your sports betting info stats news and analysis you can get all the latest odds and trends For every professional and amateur league out there, they have pro football, college bowl season, basketball is heating up. Make sure that you go to betonline.net right now. They're the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, do want to get kind of serious with you guys for just a moment. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. All right, Titans fans, Cowboys fans, let's close out this crossover Thursday with our prediction segment. Make sure you guys are making Locked On Titans and Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. 
from the biggest stories around the sports world to instant recaps to take of the day. You're going to get all the biggest news from around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Locked on Sports Today, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Marcus, I'll let you start us off here. How do you see this game going? Do you think the Cowboys, who have been up and down at times this year, do you think that they go in on Thursday night and handle their business, which you said was the main storyline? I think if you look on paper, the Cowboys matchup against the Titans this week might be the biggest talent discrepancy mm-hmm. of the week. Like, yes. the Cowboys are just better at every single spot. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, especially with the injuries right now. They're ju- they're just so much better across the board. They've got a quarterback who's playing well. They've got a, a, a star receiver in CeeDee Lamb. And Derrick Henry may be better than Zeke or Pollard individually, but both right. of them together Correct. makes running back an advantage Correct. for the Cowboys as well. But Mike Vrabel is such a good coach at yes. maximizing the talent. And with this being a game that's in prime time at home on the sh- a short week, I just get the sense that that team is going to battle their butts off to keep mm-hmm. it close. Um, and if you look at the way the other three AFC South matchups went for the Cowboys, they were up by two against the Colts going into the fourth quarter before that became a blowout. They lost to Jacksonville, and it took a 98-yard touchdown drive by Dak to beat the Texans. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a close game. I, I will mm-hmm. predict the Cowboys to win, but I'm going to go like 27 27- 23 in a game that's maybe even closer than the final score indicates. Uh, that, that, that is, that is interesting. I actually am with you in terms of the Cowboys score. I I think, I think you got it right because it's a Thursday game and the Titans are going to fight so hard. I don't think Dallas is going to come out and throw up 40 or throw up 30. I don't think so either. They would maybe on, on a Sunday game or something like that. But um, for me, I just like you said, the talent disparity is too much. And I agree. I think Mike Vrabel will have these guys ready to play. And I think he's going to stress the message of if we want to beat Jacksonville next week, we need to play winning football. We need to break some of these habits. We need to get back to good. And you're right. If the Titans could find a way to win this game, this would be an incredible springboard to go take on Jacksonville. It would totally yeah. change the tenor of the locker room with it being a double-digit game or nine and a half. It might be their best win of the season, right? Yeah, yeah. You you would have to say that they had some good wins early in the year, but Dallas would be by far the best team that they've actually beaten this year. And with the downtrodden status of of the health of the team um, and coming off five straight losses, that would instantly be the best win of the season. would be great because I will be in attendance. So uh, if that were to happen, that would be interesting to watch at least. But I don't see it happening like that. I think this is a game that, will will be closer than the score looks at the end. I think this game is like 17-13 in the third quarter. The Titans okay. have the ball with a chance to take the lead. Blah, blah, blah. But I think ultimately the Titans' second half issues. Marcus, here's a stat for you. The Titans' fourth quarter scoring. The Titans have scored 37 points. In the fourth quarter this year, that's worst in the NFL. Do you know who's second worst is? The Chicago Bears with 64. That's the difference between the Titans scoring in the fourth and the Bears. So I just think that the Titans keep it close early. But as games get longer, it's like what they say about overtime when you have an underdog trying to fight with a favorite. The longer the game goes, the more the talent overwhelms. So So, what 
what was that number again? How many points did the, the Colts score in the fourth or the Titans score in the fourth quarter? The Titans have scored 37 points in the fourth quarter. Second worst is the Bears at 64. Third worst is a tie between the Colts and the Texans at 68. That's how ridiculously inept yeah. that, the Titans' fourth quarter scoring is. And that's when they have Ryan Tannehill and just, a better offensive line. So just to put that into perspective, the Cowboys scored 33 points against the Colts in their fourth quarter of their matchup. Folks. So for me, I, I I agree with most of what you're saying about Vrabel and the Titans fighting their butt off. I'm with you. I think it's 13-17 late in the game. The Titans offense fizzles out, and Dallas is able to put up some touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I got 27-13. to 13. I All think right. Dallas wins. Ty, I got a question for you. What, okay. what? How many turnovers would the Titans need to win this game? Like the plus minus. Like do they, do they need to be plus three in three. the turnover three. department to win? Yep. We are in lockstep here. I think plus three. I think if you can end three Cowboys drives and and give yourself at least two of those turnovers can get you into plus territory to start your drive. That's how I think the Titans are able to to yep. maybe get some points. If they're going to win the game, I think the Titans win 20 to 17. If the Titans like were to win and it would take three turnovers, two of those putting themselves in plus territory to give the offense a chance, really give Derrick Henry a chance to make some people miss and, and, and get down the field. That's that's what I would expect, three turnovers. So I guess a quick recap for me, the big storyline is, will the Titans try to win the game? Will Derrick Henry play? That'll tell us a lot about the Titans' mentality going into this one. Matchup-wise, it's all about can the Titans' defensive line be the unit that leads them, which is what the Titans have done when they've won on offense. Does the Titans' offensive line stand a chance whatsoever against Micah Parsons and that upfront group for Dallas? For me, my prediction is 27 to 13 Cowboys win. If things get wonky, which it's Thursday night, I could see a Titans 20 to 17 win if they get those three turnovers, but that's not where I'm putting my money. 27 13 Cowboys win. Your recap, I guess. Yeah. Will the Cowboys just continue to take care of business, right? They, they're, they're coming off a big win. Is this going to be a letdown game or are they going to continue the positive momentum? We talked about the offensive and defensive lines. Like Dallas has such an advantage there. Show it. Right, show that you're one of the most talented groups in the NFL on both offense and defense, and then we're we're in lockstep here. We think it's going to be a close game, maybe an ugly game, not the most well played game. I think Mike right. Vrabel is going to try to muck it up a little bit, right? Definitely. Turn it into bully ball, stone booth game. Yeah, and try to get this game to be a one score game going into the mm-hmm. fourth quarter, so yep. you have a chance. Uh, but I think ultimately Dallas's talent should win out. Yep, I'm with you there. But that was a great breakdown, Marcus. One of the best in the business. Everybody from every team enjoys your content. So Thank check you. out Marcus on Twitter. Marcus, what's your Twitter handle again? Uh, at Marcus underscore Mosier. You can check stuff out at Lockdown Cowboys, also at Pro Football Focus and Lockdown Dynasty. Awesome, awesome. And you can find me at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in. Have a safe weekend. Enjoy the game. And we'll be back with you on Friday to break down everything that happened.